Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Uh, it is January 9th, 9.24 p.m. And I'm sharing the date and time with you because sometimes I post uh, a podcast that, um, or an episode that's been recorded two, three, sometimes even four months uh, prior. Um, and t- this episode is, is in real time. It's today. Um, there are moments of clarity that we have when we allow for moments of silence. I, 44, and talking to my girlfriend just now, um, I had a moment of clarity about what my real fear is in relationships, in asking for help. I've always struggled with asking for help. I've always felt like I had to be self, always feel like I have to be self-reliant, independent. I can do it myself. I don't need anybody else. Um, and I'll, I'll just, I'll figure it out. Uh, just, and, and I, Oh, you guys have known me for, I say guys, you all have known me and, and been with me on this roller coaster for over 200 episodes. And I've always talked about asking for help, reaching out, when it's always been a challenge for me, which is why I'm always advocating and encouraging you to do the same. And I just had a moment of clarity as to why uh, it's been such a challenge for me. And it, it stems back to my father, who was in and out of my life. I've talked a little bit about my father in previous episodes. Basically, uh, my dad had two families. He had uh, South Side family uh, with his wife and two daughters. And then I was the North Side family, when I say North Side of Chicago. And uh, with me, my mom, and uh, my younger sister. My sister and I have two separate dads. And my dad and my mom never married. My mom knew that my dad had a wife at the time I was conceived and, um, you know, went through with it because my dad went to my mom and was like, I want a son. And my, my mom said, I'll give you a son. And here I am. So she went in knowing full well what the circumstances were. And there was, I never felt any tension between them in terms of whatever they had negotiated, uh, in terms of my birth. He, was always a financial provider. 
And so I never felt like he wasn't taking care of that part. Um, but, you know, having two families uh, is a bit challenging for, for anybody. And so I saw him maybe a couple times a, a couple times a year. However, he would often say he was going to show up and didn't show up. Which obviously, uh, when you are expecting a thing and it doesn't come, and you spend your whole childhood in that state of of just waiting and then being disappointed, it, it creates an an anxious attachment, as uh, has been talked about in this book, attached that I've been reading. So I've always been anxious in relationships, and and anxious attachment is basically like. I want to be close, but I feel like my partner doesn't want to be as close. So then I end up pulling back a little bit, I'm, you know, or, but I'm also avoidant. So I'm anxious avoidant because my mom wasn't very emotional. So I, I go back and forth between wanting to be close and then completely shutting down or stonewalling or leaving. So I got the best of both worlds is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm anxious and I'm avoidant. Um, But I realize my fear in reaching out for help is not that the other person will say no or that um, they will make fun of me for needing help. It's that I won't get a response at all because I realized my dad, he just wouldn't show up and he would never tell me why it, it's, it's the not, it's the fear is them disappearing and not knowing why of them stop helping me and not knowing why of them, of them not calling me and, and not knowing why. And that's been my biggest fear with getting too close is at some point they're going to disappear and I won't know why. I won't get the phone call. I, didn't, I never got a phone call from my dad saying, sorry, I'm not going to make it and here's why. He just didn't show up and, and then there was nothing for like another few months. Or he would tell my mom and then, you know, my mom would relay it to me and who knows if she was just making it up to, to appease me. But my, my fear isn't that a, a relationship will end or someone will leave me. It's just that I, I, won't, I won't get a why. And I'm bringing this up because I'm just realizing what the what the root of it is at 44 and i think a lot of times we think we know the source of our anxiety you know because before if you would have asked me i would have been like oh yeah i'm anxious in relationships because my dad was in and out of my life but it's to say it's the person not showing up and not knowing why that's a much more specific uh and 
and it's much more tangible. And it also, here's the beauty of it, right? The beauty of knowing the why is that it allows me to communicate more effectively with other people. I'll give you an example. I, you know, I coach, I train, um, and sometimes um, a client or someone or a friend, they won't show up when they said they, they would. And it activates me and it triggers me on a subconscious level. And I didn't even know why. When I look, I'm looking back, I realize how activating that was. And what I realize now is now when I schedule, now that I have this realization, when I schedule an appointment with someone, I'm definitely going to communicate. And if you can't make it or need to reschedule, please tell me why. I need, I need the why. If at any point you want to terminate our relationship, fine. Tell me why. And that would make me 10 times more comfortable. Like I'm not, like, you know, if we're talking divorce, I'm not afraid of divorce. I'm afraid of not knowing why. Like if she's just like, we're done. And then just packs her bags and takes off with the house and the kids and the dog and the and there's just no note there's no nothing and I know I'm not the only one who is struggling with this I don't have an an answer and an antidote for this but I think the empowering message here is when you get to the root of your fear it doesn't absolve you of well, absolve is not, I don't know if that's the right word, but it doesn't uh, make amends for our past and what's happened to us. However, what it does do is it empowers us moving forward. Because when we know why a thing happened, then it allows us to now know how to communicate in a way or engage in a way in our future relationships so that we can protect that, that part of us. Versus going into relationships or negotiations or, or you know, um, even careers, not really sure what we're motivated by or what we're afraid of. This clarity was brought about because tonight me Michelle and I we got into an argument and I got really upset and then I apologized and just started talking and it, it was in the conversation because we 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 sat and we held space for each other it um which we're very good at doing. And there were these long lulls of silence. And I, and I think that a lot of times we, when we're nervous, we don't know what to say, we say too much. But in, but in our case, we, we said what we had to say and then we allowed for pockets of silence and then 
We started talking about other things, um, just in life in general and random things. And, and then it came to the, the real emotional thing, the, the root of, of all of this. And I say all of this, and this is not to put everything on the father. I'm not, this is not one of those, you know, blame your parents for who you are kind of, kind of things. But it unlocks a part of me. So I, I want to encourage you to sit when you, when you find yourself becoming too emotional and upset and you're, you're become angry, that's a moment of vulnerability and it's a, it's a window. It can be a window to clarity if you sit with it. Because a lot of times we get upset with ourselves or with our partner and then we go get drunk or we uh, do drugs or, uh, you know, uh, there's infidelity. We, we try to numb our feelings. We try to distract ourselves from our feelings, from ourselves. Where if we learn to sit through the emotion, through the anger, through the frustration, through the disappointment, through, through the the feelings of hopelessness or despair. And just ride that wave and see where it takes us. Because it, that's not the, that's not, <laughs> fortunately, nature has set it up to where that is not the end of the road. That's just the beginning of the journey. I hope that this episode, this brief episode, was um, enlightening for you. I hope that if you are finding things coming up for you at this moment, that maybe you call a friend or you call the 1-800-SUICIDE or the 1-800-273-TALK or the international numbers that are listed in the show notes, or maybe even journal, or go for a walk, but find a way to sit with yourself, to sit with the pain, and see where else it takes you. Go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. And let's get to tomorrow together.